Fit Nation. It's Fit Nation. Awesome. Pour me, pour me another drink. Cause I don't wanna feel a thing no more. Hell no. I just wanna sip it till the pain wears off. Make them drink strong, cause brother she's gone. And if I'm ever gonna move on, I'ma need some whiskey glasses. Cause I don't wanna see the truth. She's probably making out on the couch right now with someone new. Yeah, I'ma need some whiskey glasses. If I'm gonna make it through. If I'ma be single, I'ma need a Make them drink strong, cause brother she's gone. And if I'm ever gonna move on, I'ma need some whiskey glasses. Cause I don't wanna see the truth. She's probably making out on the couch right now with someone new. Yeah, I'ma need some whiskey glasses. If I'm gonna make it through. If I'ma be single, I'ma need a If she ain't ever coming back, line em up, line em up, line em up, line em up, knock em back, knock em back, knock em back, knock em back, fill em up, fill em up, fill em up, fill em up, cause if she ain't ever coming back, I'ma need some whiskey glasses, cause I don't wanna see the truth.
All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. It's Fit Nation. If you are a veteran and you're struggling or feel like you were leading a path towards the darkness, stop and think about those who are around you. Think about how they truly value you, how they will miss you. You are not alone. You need to talk to someone. Someone will listen to you. If you feel like you'll be a burden to someone or you're feeling embarrassed by what's going on in your head, you don't want to tell your friends or family, call the anonymous hotline at 1-800-273-8255 and press option one. Don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're a new listener, thanks for joining us. Please subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps to include the Military Broadcast Radio app and check out our family of shows there, all hosted by veterans, all great shows. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at the underscore Misfit Nation. It's the underscore Misfit Nation. Subscribe and click the bell. This will keep you up to date on our latest news, episodes, and of course, stories of our guests. Speaking of which, our next guest is an attorney licensed to practice, practice law in Florida, Texas, Mississippi, Alabama, in the great state of New Jersey. He earned his Bachelor of Arts from the University of Tampa, his Juris Doctorate from Nova Southeastern University, and his Master's of Law in International and Comparative Law from Georgetown University, Hoya Saxa. He is also a psychic medium, and he has been providing accurate, intuitive advice, advice and guidance within many different social contexts since August of 2004. In January 2017, he decided to offer intuitive guidance professionally so that he can further provide clients with a chance to gain insight on matters within their life which require further attention by working with others to confront existing obstacles and challenges. He aspires to provide clarity and reassurance to those seeking advice. Check out his podcast, The Social Psychic Radio Show. He is also the co-host of the new show, Psychic Visions, with his best friend and co-host, Megan Kane, which is signed with Electrocast Media and which will debut in, the sum- in this summer summer 2022 so without further ado let's welcome jason zoo to the misfit nation welcome jason thank you so much for having me on the show i really appreciate it i'm, I'm glad we finally got this thing going i know it took a little while to get us uh connected where our schedules didn't uh kind of correlate the right way and uh here we are i mean it, it's great to see you on the other side of the screen uh i said great state of new jersey that's where i'm from originally oh wow yeah and uh me too me too all right i'm from jersey city uh, what exit <laughs> I think it's 14. I can't remember. It's been so I was 157, uh, depending on the parkway from Lodi, New Jersey, right. Bergen County. Uh, my dad feels, I think it's like 143 now, so it's not far. Yeah. <laughs> we both love went it. to Georgetown, so that, that's also another connection. That's a love it. weird small world we live in nowadays, and this makes it even smaller having Zoom and technology to have us. We're in the same room right now. No one even knows this. Exactly. It's like we're sitting across the table from each other right now. Standing. <laughs> So, Jason, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about your story that I did not uh, just babble on about there. And uh, uh, I mean, whatever you want to share with the with the audience. Up till you now. know, I'll tell you, you did a great job introducing me. And I appreciate it. And um, I, I really we've, we're all on a journey, as you know, and you have Misfit Nation as your podcast. And I respect and deeply appreciate everything little thing that you're doing with your show right now, because I know how important it is. And for me. I'm getting into podcasting more so as my uh, living going forward, being creative. Even though I'm an attorney, I'm kind of taking the change to um, pursue this as a more of a future path for myself, that amongst other things. So I'm really excited. And um, you, you hit everything on the, on, the, on the head about the show at Psychic Visions. And uh, I just got back from California and I saw some of our, produ- I saw one of our producers and 
had a blast out there and I'm just so excited about what the future holds right now. And we're launching that over the summer, hopefully in a couple of weeks. That's outstanding. And it's a there's first person I've heard uh, who will see and get signed for a podcast, a, a real person, not that like <laughs> digital. So that's outstanding. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Someday for the Misfit Nation to get syndicated like that as well. That'd be awesome. And it'll help get our word across to a lot more avenues. Absolutely. Absolutely. So was there someone in your family that was a lawyer that kind of pushed you or gave you that guidance to become a lawyer? You know, you watch a lot of TV and someone would be like LA Law. Great, great question. I um, went to the University of Tampa. When I went there, I originally wanted to do communication, ironically, how podcasting factors out later on in my life, right? And when I went there, I wanted to do like, you know, be a reporter or do that kind of stuff. And then I eventually went into political science psychology and then went to law school. So that's how it happened. There was no one in my family. I was the first lawyer in my family. I came from a single parent family in New Jersey, grew up living in my grandparents' house, my mom, my brother, you know, they're all educators. My mom is a retired teacher from Patterson of all places. And she moved here to Florida and she's down here in Tampa now. And my brother is an administrator in a school uh, in New Jersey as well. So I get to go up there on occasion and see them. But before COVID, I haven't been up in a couple of years. I'm planning on making a trip at some point. I need to. I sneak up there every once in a while to visit dad and sneak right out to <laughs> all the protocols. <laughs> so yeah. So how did you know that you had this uh, psychic intuition, I guess, to actually see things or feel, have the feelings of other people? I do. I do all those things. As an early, at an early age, I remember telling my family that I felt like I've done this before. I felt like I've done this before. It, it was, I was like five years old asking my mom, what is deja vu? And I remember my, my grandmother was very psychic because we have Czech roots, like from Czech, the Czech Republic. And um, my, it's like, it's all over my family. My mom, me, my brother, my cousin on my dad's side, everyone, now that I'm more public about it, I'll get a random text message or phone call being like, oh, I had this crazy dream last night. And I'd be like, that's a real dream. You actually had a visitation dream from grandpa. Um, I became psychic originally when my grandfather passed away. And I had a premonition when I was at UT University of Tampa that the day my grandfather dies, I'd be by myself with no one to console me. And ironically, seven years later, uh, he had a stroke. And this is the man who raised me, you know, like as my surrogate father, he had a stroke and I got to see him. I flew up to New Jersey. He just left Florida to move up north because he had heart issues. And when I got up there the day after his stroke, I just remember he could only communicate by touching my hand a certain way in the hospital. And I was like 28, I believe at the time. And basically I, my family persuaded me, go back to work, go back to work. Cause I was in my first year law job at a law firm here in Tampa. So I'll, he'll be alive another week, just come back at the end of the week. So I go back to Florida, uh, hurricane Charlie is supposed to hit the West coast. So my boss asked me at the time, can you go to Wisconsin and cover a deposition for me? It'll just be during the day. You'll be back by five. So I go to Baraboo, Wisconsin to cover a deposition in the middle of nowhere that I've ever been before, just like my premonition. And then my mom called me 807 and said, grandpa just passed at her time. So it was 707 in Wisconsin time. And I remember I was like, oh my God, I'm by myself. No one to console me, just like my premonition. And then I hung up the phone with her and orbs of light appeared in the hotel room. It was like an unsolved mystery episode. You know, you live from your experiences. And I used to watch a lot of unsolved mystery. I'm dating myself as a kid, but I felt like I was living a real episode. Orbs of light came into the room. The room was dark at that time. They got lit up by these orbs. Uh, they were white light, pure white light. My grandfather spoke to me telepathically and said, son, I love you. Don't worry about me. I'm always going to be with you. Go get some food for yourself. So <laughs> I get up, I go to the Panera Bread in the rental car I had, and I was at the hotel because we got stuck staying overnight, by the way. I left that detail out. I had to get stuck overnight because it was a storm. So here I am in a hotel 
went to Panera Bread. And as I'm talking to you right now, that's how I was. It was like, oh, unconditional love wiped, washed over me, a wave of unconditional love when he came in the room. And I felt that. Words can't even describe what it felt like. It was, it was momentous, life-changing. And I am eating in the Panera Bread. And one of my high school friends, Tracy, calls me, who knows me since I'm a little kid. She goes, oh, how's your grandfather? I'm checking in with you. And I'm like, oh, he just passed. And she's like, oh, my God, you're premonition. Where are you? I said, I'm in Wisconsin right now. She said, what are you doing up there? I said, I was covering a depot and got stranded. She's like, just like you said, seven years ago. I was like, yeah, but my grandfather came to me, orbs of light. And I went into this whole thing and explained to her what I just told you. And for the first time, I was sensing that she was skeptical, but she wasn't telling me she was skeptical. It was a, it was a feeling. So I said to her, you know, if you don't believe me, and I understand that, I respect that. I said, what if your grandmother could c- come through to you? And she's like, my grandmother, what are you talking about, Jason? My grandma's been dead six months. And without even thinking, I said, well, if your grandmother could come through to you, I bet you she would talk about the Poconos. You're from Jersey. You know where Poconos are in Pennsylvania. She used to take you there from the age of six to 12. And when you were a little girl and at night, she used to tuck you in and she took the covers and put them up to your head and would kiss you on the forehead and whisper in your ear real quietly. So no one else heard you, but her and you don't let the bed bugs bite. All of a sudden on the other end of the phone, you hear it drop, like mic drop, phone drop. Her future husband gets the phone and says, what did you just say to Tracy? She's in the bathroom crying. I was like, oh my God, no, no, no. I, I just, I don't know. I just told her about my day and what's going on. She comes back, grabs the phone and says, how did you know that? I go, no, what? She goes, no one but me and my grandmother, my grandmother and I, I should say, uh, would, would share that detail of that kind of story because that's what she did for six years. She always said how there were bed bugs when she was a little girl and how fortunate we are at this stage of our lives not to have bed bugs. And she was always joking around. That was her person. And I'm like, you know, I don't know. It's just happened ever since my grandfather came through. So that was the first mediumship experience I had. I go back to the hotel room and I put all the lights on. <laughs> I, uh, I sat there, didn't know what to do. I didn't know if I was being watched. I didn't know if anything else was going to come through. I was freaked out. Didn't get much sleep that night. And then from then on, over time, I just learned it took me 10 years, actually, because being a lawyer in places like Mississippi and Alabama, New Jersey and Florida and Texas, like you can't be a, an entry level lawyer telling people, by the way, I talked to the other side, people would either be, you know, it would be sidetracking me as a lawyer. So I had to keep it hush. At least that's how I felt. And over the years, I just kept getting reminders that this isn't about you. This is about working with other people to give them clarity, reassurance, let them know that people on the other side are with them. They're not grieving as hard, give them some comfort. And that's what I learned through my experiences. It's amazing. And of course, in the Bible belt, kind of where you were there, I was in the buckle belt of the belt. <laughs> if you even said anything like this, you know, being as strong as they are into, into spirituality or religion, you probably would have been blacklisted. I'm there. sure. And I represent hurricane victims during that time. So I was uh, helping Hurricane Katrina victims on insurance claims. That's my specialty area as a lawyer. So <laughs> here I am reluctantly going on flights between Tampa and Texas and, and, and Mississippi. And I'd be sitting, I remember I sat next to a woman who was on a connecting flight with me. I was going to Texas at the time doing hurricane night work a couple years later. And this woman sitting next to me on the plane and I'm like, uh Oh, I'm picking up on someone up oh, daughter. And the, the, the message was coming with 32,000 feet in the air. Do I talk to her about her daughter that I'm picking up on or keep my mouth shut? And I kind of just use my own inquisitive way of saying, Hey, you know, where are you going? Oh, we're going, I'm going to Texas. Um, I have a family house there. And I said, oh, and then she said, my daughter. And I said, oh, that's great. It's great. You guys are close. She goes, she just passed. And so at that point, she gave me the opening to say, 
well, I'm sure your daughter is very happy that you're going there. And I said something like, you know, your daughter probably would bring up something about a seascape. And that was a word that she looked at, like one of those moments. And she said, what did you say? And I repeated it. And she goes, that's ironic. And she shows me on her phone. My daughter had a divorce right before she passed away a year before. And I told her, go stay at the beach house in Texas. From what I remember, I believe it's Texas. And, you know, she went there and she, her way of dealing with the, the life transition was she went on the beach and she painted and she did the, and she called it seascape. It was a painting. And I said, I think she wants you to have that painting. She goes, it's ironic. I'm going to the house because we're selling it. And I will make sure that I take that seascape with me. And so a week or two later, I get a random email. Thank you so much. This is the picture to seascape. It's in my possession. I'm so happy you were able to link me up with my daughter. I, ever since you've talked to me, I'm not crying as much as I did before. I don't feel guilty. Because I told her, you know, your daughter doesn't want you to feel guilty about not being able to spend time with her before she passed. It happens suddenly. And she's with you. She watches you. And that's the point. Our loved ones watch us. We're like their reality show. They basically look at us and we're, we're their point of concern because they're on the other side. They ascend, they graduate, they're in the next realm, so to speak, the spiritual side. And I, I know for a fact that they, they repeat during readings to me when they are watching someone paint their rooms different colors or go get a new car or get their hairstyle. Those things all come up during these readings. And so after doing it professionally since 2017, I've been doing it as a side thing just for fun. And now it's become more of a, a, a passion of mine over time between the, the podcast and making spirituality in my own way after the pandemic. You know, we've all evolved in our own ways. And, and that's been one way for me that I'm like, you know, I'm at the cusp of my, everybody's like, a lot of people are looking to change careers. And I just got bit by the change career bug. And I decided because of what's going on with my podcasting stuff uh, that I would do that and be a psychic medium and do uh, life coaching. I'm working on getting certified as a life coach. Just have to take the test, be done with that in the next couple of weeks. And um, I'm just enjoying like the ride, you know, like the things that are happening right now. It makes me realize that we're only here once, but we're here to learn. We're not here to fail. We're not here to struggle. We only struggle as much as we let ourselves struggle, I feel. And if you think of life as our, our school, we learn. It takes a lot of pressure off of us when we make mistakes because we realize death if you were to think of death and you asked me, what's death like? I would tell you, would be pretty disappointed. You'd be like, why? Well, it's like falling asleep on the couch while watching TV, which we've all done. And <laughs> it's, it's just like that. At least that's how it's confirmed back to me. And, and so when you think of that, it's, it's just because we don't know what the next step is. That's why. It's like people going on a trip and not knowing the destination and trying to figure out and being fearful of it. You know how 600 years ago, people were afraid to go across the Atlantic Ocean. They thought the, land, the, the, you know, the earth was flat and they'd fall off the earth. Well, that's how people are right now towards life after death. And I really believe that in the coming years, we're going to develop a technology that helps us confirm scientifically that this, this, the spirit, which is 99.99% of who we are, leaves the body upon death and it transcends. It goes to the next spot. You get a greeter on the other side, by the way. So if you're real close to your grandmother, your mom, Whoever's there before you, they volunteer to be your greeter because literally think of falling asleep on the couch while watching TV. You don't, even violent death, by the way, for anyone who's had, you know, relatives that had a car accident, motorcycle accident, or something horrible happened to them. I had a client come through, his brother got hit by a train from behind. And he thought for two years, his brother killed himself. And his brother came through during the reading, verified a bunch of stuff and said, no. I was distracted. Yes, I was upset about my life because I had a fight with my girlfriend at the time. And I was walking along the tracks and it was dark and I got hit from behind. I didn't mean to kill myself. So like those kind of things come through. 
And I think it helps people understand things from a different perspective. And it, the goal with this stuff is healing. You know, we're, it's all about helping us manage our lives better. Right. Uh, earlier when you said you were in Wisconsin, I knew right away you got stuck there for weather. Like, <laughs> I was yes. Last March or eight, March or May last March, probably March. I went there. It was supposed to be like a turn and burn, go up there, train soldiers and come back. And while I was training, it started snowing. By the time I went back to my hotel room, snow was up to the first level windows. I said, I guess I'm staying tonight. And I stayed tonight in Wisconsin as well. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you? Uh, just outside Fort McCoy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Baraboo is beautiful. The Dells or whatever. It's beautiful state. I want to go back. I haven't been back since 04. I plan on it. It's on my list. It was real nice. And part of my plan was to go to Lining and Cougar Brewery up there. But because there's snow, I couldn't do anything. So <laughs> I did have cheese curds. Those were good. <laughs> I plenty of those, yes. <laughs> I was able to get to Walmart and get those. So it was good. Absolutely. I've been watching uh, Jack Osborne, of all people of, of the Osborne fame, on his Portals to Hell show on the Paranormal and Travel Channel. And every time they go investigate somewhere, now they bring a medium in with them. They blindfold her, don't let her know where she is. And then she comes in and just tells them everything that they already know that they were told to by like the owner or whatever. Is that something you get those kind of feelings if you walk into a Yeah, well? Yeah. I was actually on a new show here in Tampa last October. My best friend, Megan, the one who's the co-host of my new show. We're best friends. We're real psychic. And I got invited to go. Ybor City is an area here in Tampa that's very historic. And uh, one of the news reporters uh, invited me to go and I invited Megan and we walked along these old buildings on the outside and picked up a bunch of stuff. It's pretty fascinating when you can do that. And um, I've had a lot of experience with that over the years. I just kind of treat it as if somebody goes to the store to pick up beer or go get food. Like I consider when I go to like spiritual places and I pick up stuff, it's just so regular to me because I've been doing it so much. I live not just in a physical 3D world, like everything that I experience. And most of us, by the way, live in more than a 3D world. A lot of us don't realize or accept how spiritual we really are until we transcend. But I will tell you that anyone who's around right now have had premonitions, some type of vivid dreams, some type of synchronistic things with their family members that may have crossed over. And I believe that we can still talk to our family members and we don't have to sit in a cemetery. You could sit on your couch and I've tested this and you could test this too later, but, or anyone in the audience, if you feel like you really want to talk to your grandmother, grandfather, whoever passed away clear your mind, pray a little bit, meditate a little bit and try to talk to them and then see if you get some type of message back. Like I will say, when I think of my grandfather, I did this yesterday. I was thinking of my grandfather. I was like, I wonder how my grandfather would feel about me going out to California and doing all these things. And I went to Walgreens and I saw a homeless guy there and he didn't ask me for any money, but my grandfather would say, go give him money. I felt him nudge me. So I went in the car and I brought out $3. I handed it to the guy and I went back towards my car. And then there's a penny right by my passengers, uh, my driver's side of the car, which wasn't there before. My grandfather told me before he crossed over, you know, he always used to have pennies in his pocket and he'd always be looking down for pennies all the time. And he told us as a joke, he said, I'll communicate with you guys on the other side with pennies. There'll be pennies from heaven. And over the years, it's happened to me, my brother, my grandmother, when she was alive, my brother, my uncle, all of us get the select pennies from heaven in our washer machine, or where I don't leave any change because I previously broke a washing machine with change in there that way. Or, and it's always, but it has to be the timing. Like if you're contemplating, like I was contemplating changing office space and I found a penny that confirmed to do it. Or I was worried about Hurricane Irma hitting my place in Tampa and I went out to get something to eat and I felt this reassurance for my grandfather. And then when I got home, there was a penny in my driveway. 
you're going to be okay. Like it's, it's like breadcrumbs and you got to look at it in relation to what you're thinking about. And then you'll find either a thought pop in your head, or if you flip through the channels on TV, you might wind up on a channel that your deceased relative used to watch all the time, a game show or a song on the radio or birds by the window, whatever it is, they will send us signs. I've tested this so many times. I, I, I it's like, it's kind of like, you know, when you uh, are younger and you want to find out about something supernatural and people be like, you know, go for a walk and you'll, you'll be able to see or feel it. And people are like, I can't feel anything. I can't sense anything. It's like, you know it when it happens. And when it happens, most of us doubt it automatically. Like my mom, she used to get psychic things her entire life, but she always dismissed it. So it wasn't until I confirmed with her once the stuff I picked up on a plane when she was next to me, I read another person in front of her and she said, oh my God, I go, what? She was not only did everything you tell her was what I was picking up at the same time in my head. She's like, but this has been going on my whole life and I'm 73 at the time. And now I know that the stuff that was happening was literally legitimately derived from something other than my five senses. And, you know, that's, that's something that a lot of people don't think about. I, I, members of the military, when they put their life on the line, and I, I, I appreciate so much anyone who serves our country and all the stuff that they go through. Um, they ha- a lot of the people in that population, I bet you, have had spiritual experiences in some way with dreams or uh, just the belief of it. I'm, I feel very strongly about that. I had a, I think I was in second or third grade. I had a dream that someone broke into our house and jumped out the window in my mom's bedroom. There's like a railroad apartment in Jersey City. And that's exactly how the person got in our house and broke in like a week later. Absolutely. You had a premonition. And and it turned our crucifix around. Oh. It was, it was really weird. And uh, I was like, wow, that's, that's insane. But I didn't think anything of that. And then flash forward, you said military. Uh, one of my best friends was killed in 2009. I'm so sorry. Uh, 2007, sorry. He got killed in uh, Iraq. I went up to finally got to go to his uh, gravesite and went and gave him a beer there at the gravesite. And then I went back to this little hotel in Bellevue, Ohio. You felt them. I drank, I'm drinking in there. I'm sitting there watching the in there and all of a sudden the toilet flushes. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> oh man, you got to throw up again. Cause he always would throw up. <laughs> was he a jokester too? Did you have someone who was like, do a lot of jokes? I feel like as you're talking about that, he was a jokester oh, as yeah, well. Big joker, big laugh. Yeah. Very a- around you, very around you. His energy even now is as you're talking about, I can sense he's around you a lot. Um, proud of what you're doing for advocacy and things that you're accomplishing. And uh, I feel like he was definitely a jokester though. <laughs> That's probably why the toilet flushed. Okay, there's there's some things he did in Iraq that uh, some people would uh, just probably die laughing watching. <laughs> Dancing with uh, just a, a sock. Laughter is the medicine of the soul, right? I mean, if you can get someone to laugh, you can get them to comfortably relax and not be as stressed out about things. Definitely. And uh, I mean, that's just two things. And uh, when I was starting to add music to my podcast, my mom died in 2019. I'm oh, sorry. Big Neil Diamond mm-hmm. fan. And I put Sweet Caroline as the first song I downloaded subconsciously and that was her favorite song i love that <laughs> i had that and my, my brother listened to the podcast and said man i love you and i hate you at the same time so, <laughs> i do this time and he said i turned on your podcast and that's the first thing that comes on and i was just thinking about mom last night I said, oh, you're so mom. connected that's why <laughs> that's why you know it's why. interesting when people grieve and my mom's still around i know when she goes it's gonna be the most difficult thing for me because i uh, i joke with her we, we have conversations she goes she's 75 she goes I am going to make it to 80. <laughs> and I'm like, well, could you try 85? She's like, no, 80. She's like, I'll be happy at 80. So we're talking about five years down the road. Like it's, you know, a happenstance, not a big deal. And this is her crossing over. 
And uh, we'll see. I pray every day that she lives as long as possible. But we're so connected to our loved ones. That's the point, you know. And when they cross over, where it's like love is the umbilical cord that connects us to them still, like your mom or your close friend from the military. It's like, and the synchronistic thing, like picking a song for your podcast that relates to your mom after her passing. That's not that's not a small thing. That's synchronicity. I believe heavily. Like you were telling me earlier, you're from Jersey. You went to Georgetown. Those are synchronistic things. They link us up. We're all one. We're all one. I believe so energetically. I so believe in that. Since you brought up synchronicity, I was going to bring that up. Uh, yeah. I was asking like, if the police and synchronicity of the song, but synchronicity, explain that to the audience. Cause I, I'm sure. a lot doing Absolutely. I, you know, it's something I've been really mastering the last few years being home so much. Cause I'm, I'm a cancer survivor and uh, I didn't want to, you know, my doctors like stay home with the COVID thing. So I'd stay home all the time and I'd go for walks and I would think about something that I'm worried about. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm walking past and it's three, 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 the time. And I'm thinking about like, are, am I going to be okay financially? Cause my business is being impacted by COVID and I'm worried about this. And all of a sudden it's three, three, three. And then I keep walking further on my walk and then I find a penny reassuring me. And so that's how synchronicity works. It's, it's, it's our way of being given messages and signs in a way that things line up. Like I go out and I'll run into people or people ask me for a reading, right? And let's say when I had my cancer, I'll give you an example. I had my cancer in 2018 for about three months with stage one kidney cancer. I predicted I had cancer six months before I had it by looking in a full range window underneath my office outside at that time of day, it looked like a mirror. And I was like, wouldn't it be crazy if I had cancer and didn't know it? And then synchronistically, five months later, I go in for an MRI for diverticulitis surgery. And my doctor calls and says, we got to give you another surgery first. I'm like, what's that? And he's like, cancer. I was like, whoa, that's something I told a bunch of people about five months earlier. Like how weird, you know? And it's, 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 it's like a law of nature to me. Um, Let's say you're really missing somebody, either a mother that's deceased or someone who's alive. You're not talking to, there will be events that line up that reassure you not to worry, not to miss. You're going to have the confidence in knowing that you're not alone. You're going to have the confidence in knowing through synchronicity. It's it's like, it's like GPS, spiritual GPS, I call it. And Good. I said, so I won't get lost. <laughs> you don't get lost once you learn to understand. My grandfather came to me in a dream a year and a half ago. We were in the middle of the lockdown. And he's, and this is once again, I always worry a lot. <laughs> I think it's a jersey in me, makes me worry. And I was worried that night before I went to sleep, am I going to make enough money? Is my, is, am I going to, you know, not success. I don't use the word success as much. Am I going to make enough money to stay afloat? Am I going to make money? And my grandfather came to me in a dream and he said, son, I love you. Pay attention today. There's going to be some messages that come to you. So pay attention. So I wake up looking around like, what's going to happen? Like, <laughs> is there going to be uh, beams of light that come in my house? Like, it, and I woke up, by the way, and it was 555, which once again, when you look up, it, they're called angel numbers, by the way. When you look up and the 555, it's representative of new beginnings. So I get up and I'm, I work from home all day. So most of the days I'm in the house 24-7 and unless I go outside. Now I'm out and about more, but. I, I get up and I'm like, okay, what's my grandpa going to have me pay attention to? So at 10 o'clock, I, at my firm, I had two new clients that requested us to sign them. So I had two appointments to do that. Then at four o'clock, I had two new guests ask me to come on my show. And I was like, that's interesting, two and two. And then after that, I, uh, for psychic readings, I had two people in the end of the day ask for readings before the end of that night. And I was like, two, two, two. Once again, my grandfather's telling me, don't worry about something when you can take a step back and like zoom out. It's like, take a step back, zoom out and look at what you're dealing with. I had two new clients, two new guests, 
and two new psychic. I'm like, all things are popping. So my grandfather's telling me, pay attention. You're not going to worry. You're not going to have to worry. You're protected spiritually. You're going to be okay. You're going to have business that continues. And it's crazy how that happens. But I have those kind of takeaways all the time. Like synchronicity is like so crazy. Like I'll go get a receipt and it has 888 on it. And then I get home and I called one of my friends to tell them about it. And they're like, go look at the time. And I'm like, it's 1010 when I'm telling them about the 888 receipt. And then I hang up with them and my mom calls me and she's like, you're not going to believe this. I said, what? I went to the store today and I had 1010 on my receipt. And I said, oh my God, I had 888. And then I said, when I called my friend, it was 1010. And my mom's like, look at the time. It's 1111. I'm like, too much. (laughs) Uber Eats was like 1212. And it was synchronistic numbers in that three or four hour window. Right. That every day I'm like, I just smile because I'm like, you can't, you can't make this up. Stephen King couldn't script this for a movie. But now you can. <laughs> That's my life. It's your, it's your daily routine now. What is my daily routine? What's the best part that you enjoy of being a psychic or intuitive? I love that question. I really do. I love it. Uh, the best example I'll give you at that one, going to my best friend's wedding and marrying them in New Jersey about three or four years ago, I was the informal entertainment. <laughs> I had so many people walk up to me and say, I heard you're psychic. Can you, can you pick up anything off me? And they would say it quietly. And I'd sit at the table. Next thing you know, I had all these people rotating through the whole night and I would just entertain them and I entertained myself. So my answer to your question is, it's never a dull moment. You're always going to have the eternal perpetual icebreaker because if people know you're psychic, they'll start like asking you questions and it's entertaining. It, it, you know, I find what I do makes, you never have a dull moment, you know, like you may have dull seconds, but not dull moments. <laughs> and it's great and then you have passion for what you do every day so that's good you know it's so crazy because in 04 if people would ask me what do you do for you know how do you identify what do you do for work and i'd say i'm a lawyer and i was all i'm a lawyer you know i'm 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 a lawyer and then i was like i'm gonna get licensed in, in in multiple states and then i did that and now people ask me what do you do i'll say as of recent i trained to be a lawyer i'm a psychic medium i'm a podcaster i'm a creative person and I love what I do. <laughs> and so I have acceptance with everything that I'm working on right now. I'm scaling back my law firm a little bit to the point where I can let these other things fill in the, you know, fill in the gaps. And for me, it's like a paradigm shift. I'm all big about paradigm shifts on my show. And I believe, you know, for me to have a paradigm shift over the last 20 years almost, where at first I wouldn't even let people know that I had this ability and I was like ashamed of it or worried about it. And I was in the spiritual closet, so to speak. And then now so many years later, I'm like, so ready to, you know, I do it all the time. I talk about it all the time. I share it with people and it's just part of who I am. And I think when you can be authentic to yourself and live the real version of yourself, things will reward you in ways that you, you don't ever realize. It's outstanding. And Jason, uh, how does someone get in contact with you? Yeah. Uh, excellent. On um, social. Yeah. Social media. You can look me up. The handles at the underscore social underscore psychic. Um, you can also go to my website, www.thesocialpsychic.com or 833-JASON-ZOOK if you want to schedule a reading with me. Uh, my show is called The Social Psychic Radio Show. And it's available on every platform. I think it's 34 platforms or 32, and it's on all those. And um, that's the easiest way for someone to reach me. And will you have different handles for the new show as well or just all good? Yeah, we have a good, great. Thanks for reminding me. For Psychic Visions Podcast, we have an Instagram handle so far. Not much on it because we've been so busy producing pre-recording episodes uh it's at psychic visions podcast on instagram awesome jason thanks again for 
for coming on and letting us actually link up from our past and our futures. Uh, Jersey, Georgetown, both podcasters now. It's it's pretty wild that we it's all I, there. And, uh, I'm excited to have you on my show. I want to thank you so much for having your show and and working with veterans and for your service. And it, you know, it just really impresses me when people like you do the stuff you're doing. It's so special and so important. And I appreciate you having me on, but then I also appreciate everything else you're doing outside of that. <laughs> no problem. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. You know how we do this. Thanks for taking some of your time to spend with us on Fit Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. If you want to, please become a supporter to help us carry this thing on. We appreciate you. If you know someone that brings that energy, has a great story, is an up-and-comer in any industry of music, in the arts, have them reach out to us on TheMisfitNation.com. We will get back to them within one day and get them on here so they can share their story with the world. As always, till next time, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling. Because we are... Fit, 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 fit Nation.